The NHL best Boston Bruins make a big trade. We'll talk about that. And the Boston College Eagles, a huge upset over Virginia as March Madness approaches. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. Boston Bruins knocked off the Seattle Kraken 6-5. to five. A lot of lead changes late. Bruins scored twice in the final three minutes and 30 seconds plus to beat Seattle and overcome a 5-4 deficit in that game, repaying Seattle, who knocked off the Bruins earlier this year in Boston. Bruins have played 57 games. They have won 44 of them. They are 44-8-5, 93 points. They are on pace to have the most points in NHL history and have the most wins in NHL history. But, of course, they have their eyes more on the postseason. And with that, Don Sweeney made a big trade on Thursday, sending Craig Smith, along with first-round draft choice and several other picks, to the Washington Capitals in exchange for Dmitry Orlov, a versatile and tough defenseman, and also Garnet Hathaway, who is a power forward, strong on the forecheck, will drop the gloves, and your kind of consummate tough guy, and from our listening area in Kenny Bunkport, Maine. Uh, we're going to hear from Don Sweeney in just a little bit. It was a big week for the Bruins. They honored David Krejci on Monday for his 1,000th game played. We'll hear from Krejci in just a little bit. And also, Jake DeBrusque returned to the lineup. We'll hear from him as well. We're going to start with Bruins head coach Jim Montgomery, though, here on the Press Pass. I just want to start on, on Krejci, I guess. Um, what's been your experience with him so far? Um... You know, I, I don't have enough words to uh, complimentary words to describe how important he is to uh, the current team, the culture of the Bruins for years. Um, all I know is that he's a pleasure to work with, um, and he makes everyone around him better, including coaches. His points have a chance to be a career high this year. That line is obviously great. Pasta's playing great. What's the dynamic there? Are they benefiting from Pasta? Is it a group that works well together? How would you define it? I think it's three guys that really enjoy playing together, uh, think the game very similarly, um, believe in making plays and understand um, how to create offense. Like they, they score at a high level, and they score beautiful goals. They don't get a lot of cheap ones. You look in the stands, you see the Bergie jerseys, Marshan, all the accolades seem to kind of go in their direction. Do you feel like Krejci is right alongside you know, those three in terms of impact, maybe because of his quiet nature, he doesn't draw as much attention? Yes, I, I do think he's as impactful, and I think those two, Bergie and Marchi, would readily admit that he's as important to what the Bruins have done during all three of their careers as anybody. How has uh, Jake impacted winning this year, and what have you liked about having him with Marchi and Bergie? Uh, well, Jake's impact winning because he's a guy who plays in every situation. Um, his hockey sense to go with his speed and his ability to not only finish plays but make plays uh, makes us a, a lot more diverse, especially creativity-wise and matchups for other teams. Um, and then in particular, what he does is he brings elite speed uh, to goal with the will and the skill of Bergeron and Marsha. From a dressing room standpoint, when other teams are adding, is there a feeling in the room that, okay, now we have to maybe add somebody as well, or do you feel comfortable with where you are? No, we're really comfortable. Um, you know, I still would take our roster over anybody else's. So we're comfortable.
So Montgomery talking about making a deal there. Didn't feel like the Bruins needed to do it or respond. It was Toronto has been ramping up. They acquired Ryan O'Reilly. But the Bruins did, in fact, make a trade. As we talked about, Dmitry Orloff, veteran defenseman, Stanley Cup winner, and Garnet Hathaway headed to the Boston Bruins. Here is Bruins general manager Don Sweeney. You know, the deal you know came together. We've, we've clearly been in the marketplace to gauge um, – what types of players would be available um, and adding to our current group. Um, inevitably, you know, we, we, uh, we did have to make a move with, uh, with regards to opening up some space in, in, in Craig's situation. Um, but I think we are trying to attack in, in two different areas and, uh, and both Dimitri and, and Garnet, I think, bring um, some attributes that uh, will complement our group. Um, you know, and we just hope we stay healthy and, uh, and try and take a run and, um, you know, play our best hockey at the right times. It's, it's, it's going to be a hard path. Uh, it is a hard path to get in. And it's even harder once you are to, uh, to take a run. You know, Dimitri's got a Stanley Cup ring, um, brings a lot of veteran leadership to our, 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 uh, our group and, uh, and plays in all different situations. And Garnet's a hard nosed guy that's going to be wired. Um, you know, the way we, we use our bottom six and, and try to create some anxiety in the forecheck and, uh, to disrupt, he kills penalties, uh, bigger body and frame, and and uh, they're both excited to uh, to be joining our team. How do you see them you know, fitting in? Are they depth guys? Do you expect them to be you know, in the lineup upon uh, their arrival? Yeah, we've got some logistics for both players to uh, to travel uh, and join the team out west. Um, that'll be Monty's decision and theirs, and how comfortable they feel. Um, they want to skate, practice, and, and get in. Both are you know. Easily adjusted to uh, to jump in an NHL lineup. They're both uh, um, identity type players. As I referenced, I think the versatility in both players they bring. Um, you know, for the most part, I just think we're gonna you know put our group together and, and and obviously play the best players. But what the matchups are and how Monty wants to use them. And again, we got to stay healthy. We got to rotate guys around. Maybe there's an opportunity to. So, you know, I know that Monty's talked about you know in Patrice's situation and or the other guys. Um, that, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, we're just going to put the best lineup together. And, and I think all of our group should understand that, that we were in, in this to try and deepen, um, you know, what our team looks like. And uh, and you know, no idea who we're going to play. we got to go in and qualify. I think we're in a really good spot, um, you know, because the team has played that well. And, uh, you know, we're trying to reward. We have an ownership group that's that's supportive of, uh, you know, when the team's in position to uh, to give us the resources to uh, – to add, you know, uh, I, I can't say enough about what our pro staff has done to try and get us in this position to add and all the work that they put in, the communication we've had, you know, and you apologize to your amateur staff because obviously you've taken away opportunity for them to improve our club down the road. And, and uh, but that's, that's, that's the chase, you know, we're in it to try and win. And, um, you know, you got to qualify and, and, uh, and go from there. You Are you still looking ahead of the deadline or do you feel you've satisfied the, the needs that you're looking to, fulfill here down the uh, head of the trade deadline. Uh, you just never know. And, you know, again, this deal came together uh, relatively quickly. Um, my discussions with, you know, Brian, who is, you know, really, really good to deal with, um, you know, it was just an opportunity that presented itself. You know, we clearly have been in the marketplace for, for a period of time and trying to gauge who may or may not be available and what deals you can do. Um, you know, not necessarily going to be overly aggressive, but, uh, we really like our team and, uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, we're going to stay healthy and monitor. we got eight more days to sort of see, but for, for the most part, our guys should feel comfortable that we've added to our group and, uh, and it's time to continue to, to, to do what these guys have, have set out to do and, and have a special year.
Let's go inside the dressing room now. That was Don Sweeney right there. We're going to talk with David Krejci, who was honored for playing his 1,000th game, all with the Boston Bruins, a game in which the Bruins were victorious over the Ottawa Senators and where David Pasternak scored twice. Pasternak scored again in the game over Seattle. He now has, against Seattle. He now has 42 goals on the season. Here's Krejci on being honored and Pasta and his continued development. I've seen a couple. Uh, um, I was on the bench for a few of the guys' thousand game, and so I knew what to expect a little bit. But um, um, it was it was more than more than I expected. It was uh, it was a pretty special moment, and, and you know having the family there with me. Um, yeah, it, it was like I said, more than I expected. Um, it started before before the game in the room with the with the, with the boys. So. Um, yeah, just a special moment, and uh, very, very thankful that I'm part of this team. Cool. What does it mean to have your family out there for that? Because obviously a lot of on-ice stuff they're not a part of, but for something like that, they're there. Yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're the reason why I'm in this position today. Um, without them, I definitely wouldn't be here. Um, you know, they sacrifice a lot, and, um, you know, being a, being a professional hockey player, it's, it's not easy, uh, always on the road. Um, even at home on the game days, uh, you know, at home, so they uh, um, they sacrifice a lot, and um, you know, this is this is not about me. You know, it's uh, it's about them, about my teammates, about this team, and uh, um, you know, without everyone, I like I said, I wouldn't be here. How have you seen you know, Pasta over the years kind of evolve as as a goal scorer? What is he doing maybe differently this year than in you know previous years that's allowed for his success? Um, he's, uh, I talk about him all the time, but, uh, you know, the little things, um, like today, um, block shot in, in, uh, in a third period, uh, key moment, right? Um, then we get st- uh, stuck in our, in the D zone for a little bit. Uh, he makes, he makes a great play, uh, um, takes a body, uh, knocks a guy down, uh, we get out of the zone, we can change, you know, so those little things go a long way and. And um, he's been doing that a lot, um, a lot this year. And on top of that, um, you know, he scores a lot, so um, he's doing he's doing everything out there. What got you guys back to where you wanted to be after, say, the Capitals game, where and you win four games after that? What what kind of clicked for you guys? I think if you look at all those games that, uh, you know, what is it, four in a row now? Um, you know, we're battling. You know, it's uh, it's not going to be easy. These, uh, you know, down the stretch. Uh, Everybody knows uh, we're on top of the league, and uh, everybody's coming here or uh, playing us. Uh, they're bringing their best. They're working, you know, their hardest. So um, we have to be mentally ready because we know physically we can do it. But uh, like I said, at this time of the year, it's uh, it's a mental thing. Jake DeBrusk's been back now for three games. He has scored three goals and got off to a great start in the contest. A big blowout win for the Bruins over the Islanders on Saturday that they won 6-2. to two. I talked with Jake DeBrusk about returning to the lineup. What did it feel like to be back and obviously impact the game? 219 in, you got a redirect in front, and then the goal. Yeah, no, it was uh, just hearing the crowd's reaction. You know, it's one of those things actually I kind of wanted to plan it out in a weird way to come back at home and I uh, didn't know if I'd be starting or not, but anytime you get an ovation kind of close to Berg or Marshy, it was uh, something that I honestly won't forget for a while here. And uh, I kind of just kind of gave my nerves a little bit of a, a, a giggle, but uh, it's one of those things where it's just you miss it so much. And 
everything was going so smooth and it's just one of those things where you're nervous you don't know if it's gonna keep the same way and you know it's a long year and all that but it's been a long time since it's been out I didn't know if I knew how to shoot the puck I didn't know if I could skate as fast as I want to skate it's as simple as that and I've been working for the last couple of weeks really hard to get back and train staff and everybody and um, but once it goes in the game you never know it's probably the most nervous I've been all year and then uh, as soon as it goes in the nets it's uh that's probably when it was like, okay, it's nice to be back. It's great to be missed too, right? Because you could see we're certainly missed on the power play and have that impact early on. What did you know that mean to you as well? And could you feel that you know with the team trying to pass a little bit less and getting a little more simpler and shots on net that you were going to fit right back into that role on the power play? Yeah, I think that I was just trying to, number one, find my game, but also I've been watching a lot as well. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm a piece of the puzzle in a sense, whether whatever unit I'm on or anything, I want to be that guy. And um, we have two good of players. I mean, I've seen this unit for five years now, six years. So I, I understand what they want to do and I understand where I need to be and um, to help make success when other options are taken away. And that was just kind of a quick recovery, bang, bang, and I was in the right spot at the right time. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, it's you want to do anything you can to stay on the unit, and that's how I've always approached that, um, that job. Just one more thing. Freddie was mentioning how he felt like you got you and him – felt more comfortable making mistakes this year and that you felt more comfortable kind of being yourselves. Is that one of the reasons that you've had more success in just kind of being free to to be yourself and to maybe if you make a mistake, you're not going to get benched or, you know, things will happen? Yeah, I think that obviously helps a little bit. I mean, I think uh, obviously Monty's done an amazing job. Look at our record throughout this year and, um, you know, even just – missing being at the rink all the time and things like that i got to give him a lot of uh, credit probably freddie does too and everybody in this room and also everybody's comfortable with each other too you know we always are comfortable with each other but when you kind of have that freedom and you start finding success in your game you start trying more things and just kind of evolve as a player it's all the best players in the league do all the best players in the league you make tons of turnovers and tons of whatever but they're trying plays they're trying things and that's why they're so good and um it's one of those things where we obviously have different games and different kind of set expectations but um we kind of had a talk at the beginning of the year all of us and just um you know this is this is the group and you know it's one of those things where we're gonna see it through and uh it's gone really well obviously and it's nice to be back and be a part of it because i sure as heck missed it <laughs> thanks of course debrusque asked to be traded last year was not getting along with head coach bruce cassidy but the bruins were able to deal with that in part because of the leadership in their dressing room this is something i addressed with patrice bergeron what were some of the ways you were able to kind of navigate that divide last year? And was that one of the more challenging things you know, as a captain where you have those two different kind of factions there and you're trying to make sure that everything continues to move forward from a positive standpoint? Uh, not really. I think, you know, um, we know the guy. We were supporting the, uh, the person, you know. Um, it's one of those things that, that happens in, over the course of a season or a career or, you know, at some point there's guys that there's differences and, um, you know, uh, it's just one of those things that that one came out publicly. But um, that being said, I think it's uh, you did a good job of making sure he was staying accountable. But for us, it was important um, for him to do that and to buy into what we are as a team. And um, that, as I always say, that everyone needs to everyone needs a piece of the puzzle. Is accountable should be valued and um, and and. You know, uh, yeah. So I, I think there was, there was nothing. Um, I don't think it was that difficult to be, to be honest. You know, I think he he did the right things and 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 we supported him and and now it's you know we're looking forward obviously. 
From a team standpoint, last uh, Saturday you guys talked about need to simplify things, play more desperate, and it seems like that's happened. What, what does that say about a team when you're able to kind of project what you want to do and then do it? Yeah, no, I think it's important. I think it shows the who we are as a team that we're able to, you know, quick quickly reset and, and, and fix a few things here and there that as a team I think we, we know that Teams are going to come out even uh, more desperate against us. The urgency is going to be higher, and it's a good challenge. And I think that's those are things that we're going to see down the road. So we're just going to keep continue to keep doing that. Right now on the Press Pass, we are going to be joined by the head coach of the Boston College Eagles men's basketball team, Earl Grant, coming off of a huge upset over number 6 Virginia at the Conti Forum. Earlier this week, it's the third ranked win of the year for the BC Eagles as progress definitely being made down on Chestnut Hill. Good morning, Earl. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I am well. Appreciate you joining us. And I guess let's start with the win. Like There was so much excitement uh, in that game. Not just a win, a 63-48 triumph over Virginia. What's your sense about what it means for the basketball team that you know, they're seeing the results from the work and the things you know, obviously are getting better down at BC? Yeah, I think it's twofold. I mean, obviously for the players, um, you know, you spend so much time, you know, practicing and and really trying to figure out uh, a formula to get to some success. And I thought that our players, their attitudes and their their energy uh, throughout the year, specifically in the last month and a half, as our team has gotten more whole, gotten more healthy, uh, this their urgency and their willingness to show up with great attitudes and, and really work hard in practice. You know, I thought the game against Virginia, it kind of was an accumulation of their hard work. And then for the students, you know, they've been coming all season. Uh, they came some last season. We've had our ups and downs. We had a couple big wins. But I thought, you know, for them to be able to experience that and have a chance to storm the floor, you know, I thought that was amazing. You held Virginia to 32% shooting from the field, and defense has been a key for you guys throughout the course of the season. What's kind of the identity of you know the group at this point, and is this an identity that you see kind of moving forward as well? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, every program has to try to stand for something. You know, uh, if you don't stand for something, then you fall for everything. So. You know, for us, we want to try to stand on defense, rebounding, and taking care of the ball, uh, just being unselfish, you know, uh, being connected uh, on both sides of the ball. So that's the biggest thing for us, you know, just defense, rebounding, and taking care of the ball. So, you know, we try to work on those things every day, our fundamentals, uh, making good decisions with the ball. We try to really work on establishing uh, an identity as a defensive team. But with that being said, you know, the more you can defend and the more you stop the team or turn the team over, there's opportunities to run and play fast break basketball. So we try to have a good blend, you know, have a tempo where we can't attack and get out of the open court, but at the same time, we want to be able to depend on uh, the fact that we can get a stop. Two more games in the regular season before the ACC tournament. You're at Wake Forest on Tuesday and then uh, Saturday the 4th home for Georgia Tech. So an opportunity for the team to finish at 500 in uh, conference play and also above 500 on the season. Um, what has been your your sense about you know how the team has grown in conference play? Obviously, ACC is one of the toughest conferences there is. And what does that mean you know for the program, a program where there's always been questions about you know whether or not BC can be competitive in the ACC? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you are what you repeatedly do. Uh, so as it pertains to finishing the season again, we just got to continue to do what we do, you know, show up every day in practice, have a good attitude, uh, establish, you know, our, fund- our foundational ways that we're going to try to win on both sides of the ball. The guys have been great with that. Um, and so, you know, you can win here. You know, you BC is a winning program that haven't had as much success that it would like to have had recently. But if you kind of thumb through the years and look at the different coaches who have coached here and a lot of the success that they've had, uh, this is a winning program that's trying to get – we're in pursuit to get back to that. And so uh, excited about the last couple of weeks. You know, obviously we got a bye week now. We can rest a little bit. We can practice. Uh, and then we just want to try to have a strong finish to get into, you know, to ACC tournament, feeling good about who we are and, and believing that we got a chance to advance. Yeah, I want to get into that because the ACC does appear you know, to me to be wide open this year. You know, Duke and UNC have long been the standard bearers for the ACC, and uh, obviously both still good competitive uh, teams, but per- uh, not where they once were. You've beaten the best team in the ACC, Virginia, um, coming off of that win. So you must feel pretty solid about going into a tournament knowing that you have a chance to be standing when all is said and done. Yeah, I mean, obviously in this league, you know, whether you think the league is up or down, you know, when you really take a deep dive and look at it, there's a fight on every corner. Yeah. You know, so you got to show up and you got to play. But the ACC tournament is a tournament. You know, it doesn't belong to anyone. You know, everybody going undefeated. And so it's new life, new season. Um, obviously, it's not easy. It's still a challenge. But but it's new life, new season. It doesn't belong to anybody. So for us, we just want to finish strong here in the next, you know, 10 days and see can we get to the ACC tournament down in Greensboro, with, you know, feeling very confident. And you're currently out recruiting, um, and that's obviously a huge part of building the program in the future. What is you know what have you noticed in terms of this year's success and that translating in regard to recruiting when you, they, when folks see a program that's on the rise obviously Boston College is one of the preeminent uh, uh, post secondary entities there is 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 recruiting getting easier for you at this point with folks seeing you know some success with the program you know you know recruiting it, it definitely doesn't become easier uh, never comes easier because it's competitive. You know, you have to be able to evaluate what helps uh, BC win. There's a certain kid, if you go over the history of the, the great players that played there, they all had a chip on their shoulder. They all had mm-hmm. some toughness. They had something to prove. And so continue to find those guys with a chip. You know, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, certainly uh, it helps when you win. Uh, it, it helps when you got a commitment from your administration and your uh, donors and support group that, they would be willing to, you know, build a uh, you know, multi-million dollar state-of-the-art facility that we open it up this summer. Um, you know, I think last year's ACC tournament run helped. So it's all a lot of different things. It builds the momentum. Uh, I won't point, point to one thing, but, you know, there's a lot of great things happening at BC. This, this is great. This is the best time to be at BC right now. New facility, uh, you know, good, talented young players program on the rise, great city, a great academic school, playing in the best league in the world. And so I think it's a, it's a lot to be uh, excited about right now. Final thing with uh, Earl Grant, the head coach of the B.C. men's basketball team, coming off a big 63-48 win 
over number six Virginia down at Chestnut Hill uh, this past week. Uh, tell me a little about the the leadership of this group and you know what you see both in the future and, and guys that have stepped up this year and you see playing uh, uh, significant roles moving forward and also what you've gotten from a senior like a Quentin Post who's had some injury issues this year um, but uh, is obviously a, a really strong performer. Yeah, you know, uh, the guys are leading by committee. You know, uh, everybody on the team is a leader. You know, all of them have a free reign to try to lead and be a good example you know, even all the way down to the freshmen. So, but our three leaders, Quentin Post, Makai Langford, and Jaden Zachary, those are the captains. Those are the guys that the team selected. They've done a great job of, you know, kind of leading by example, showing up every day, you know, being the, being the, the form, the foreman as it pertains to leading the charge on how hard we have to work and the attitude we have to have. So it starts with them. Uh, but, but, you know, everybody on the team is a leader and those guys are doing a great job. Well, we really appreciate your time. It's been uh, fun watching uh, BC this year, and uh, best of luck the, re- the rest of the way. I appreciate it. Have a great day. That's Earl Grant joining us here on the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan.